you're a boss like that. It's working ish. Making sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I believe we are. Yes. Yep. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the BarCast. So the bar is so low at this point, I think we've lost it. If you find it, please give us a call at our Twitter, I guess. Uh, your bartenders for this evening is going to be a non-pencil. How the fuck do you call someone's Twitter? Enigmatic Otaku. Jazz pieces. Ravage. Hello. And my name's Flutter Priest. This week we have a very special guest, just like every other week. Every guest is equally special, except when they're more special. And we have a more special guest this week. We have Patchwork Poltergeist. Hello. Hey. So, just for everyone who's tuning in for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are a user-submitted podcast where we take the guests that you request, and then we ask the questions you want to ask them. So, naturally, we make them miserable for two hours. Hooray! Uh, uh, of course, we're also streaming live on Twitch right now. So... We're going to field your questions from there. The lovely Anon Pencil will be watching the chat. Pencil, what's an example of a question you won't forward onto Patches here? Be asking Patches anything political. I will not be asking Patches anything that is to do with her age or her really her you know real life, unless she freely admits that information. And I'm not going to be asking her how big her dick is. Okay, guys. But I'm not asking about dick size today. Is, does she? Does Patchwork have like a prehensile dolphin one? Uh, you see, I'm not asking about that because I'm polite. Some fucking people. Okay. <laughs> yep. Can they grab stuff? They can, yes. and they've been known to grab people by the ankles and drag them. That's that's horrible. Yeah, no, dolphins are actually um, they, they they have the nickname the rapist of the sea. They just keep they... getting worse. Oh, oh, and get this makes it so much better. There's some crazy lady down in Florida who likes to think that dolphins are natural born baby birthers. What? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Dolphins, dolphin penises. Everybody, now you know. It adds a whole new definition to so long, and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> anyway, before wow. we get started, last but not wow. least, we, of course, have a drinking word for those who are drinking at home. Also, that is the word. Also is the word. Drink when you hear also. That's the That's going to happen a lot. A lot. <laughs> so let's jump straight in. Dick first. Patches, we have some actual interview questions for you. Go figure. Um, so let's start with the basics. Patches, who are you, and what have you done for the fandom? Uh, I'm Patrick Poltergeist, and I like to write a lot of horse words. Yeah, horses cry a lot. They cry a <laughs> lot. Well, it depends on how you define a lot. They cry tears from their penis, or they cry tears from their eye holes. Are they sad that that their that their dicks aren't prehensile? What the? Well, some might be. Well, there you go. We just like we have sad, sad, unprehensile dicks. There you go. Uh, next question: How did you get into this weird fandom? I, I think a better question is: How did this fandom get into me? I was whoa, here. From, uh, whoa. I was. <laughs> I was always here. I don't. I don't know what all these people are doing in my house. Like my first episode was. Um, October 10th, 2010. I was here on premiere day. 
And I remember saying to my friend, wow, this is a really nice, too bad it's on the hub and no one's ever going to see it. <laughs> Did you know? So you just had your TV guide and you're like, hell with it. Yeah, we're going to watch My Little Pony because this is a thing. <laughs> I remember it was announced, uh, I think it was like when I was still on Toon Zone and we had little, um, we had those like crappy stock footage that you see everywhere with Spike and his creepy soulless eyes. And it looks mm -hmm. terrible just from the still images because everyone looks like ducks. <laughs> I think that was I think that was on an MLP collector's site. It was like, like why do they all look like ducks and have giant eyes? This is the worst thing ever. And why is Lauren Faust on here? So, so I'm mostly here for Lauren and I like ponies because I've been here since G1 off and on. I figure it couldn't be worse than G3.5. So reading between the lines, then you, you mentioned a collector site. Is that something that you frequent? Are you an actual like collector since G one or? I'm a wannabe collector. I've got like a about like three G three ponies, and that's about it. I started collecting them after uh, they stopped being sold, and I'm unfortunately too shy to actually trade with people. Well, trading's for squares. You just need to amass as much as possible. If if my shrine of cadence merch isn't an indicator, so I totally feel you. Which three Gen three ponies do you have? Uh, I forgot the name of one. I think it's Fairy something, and the other one's Fairweather and Dibble Dabble. Dibble Dabble, I like Are that. These actual I know Dibble Dabble. Okay. Who that is? All right. Next question. Uh, now that pencil normal is... and uh, uh, I get nuts. Pencil went to go find Dibble Dabble. Pencil is dead. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite part of the Brony fandom? The online community, fan fiction, conventions, art, the merch. Uh, Probably fanfics. That's the only thing I'm really involved with community-wise these days. I just kind of lurk on fanfiction all day, every day, and I never really leave. Except when I do. Except when you do. That's very well put. <laughs> um, and of course, you you were referred here by our good friend um, Rob Cakerin. So, um, you've really been around for a while. Oh, yeah. What? Caker 53 wrote My Little Dashy? Yeah, he's that guy who wrote My Little Dashy. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, you're saying that, that you knew? What was that, Pencil? I said, isn't that exciting? Yes, it's very exciting. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all sorts of internet connection issues today. All right, let's move on to the next question. If there is one thing you could say to your followers or fans, what would it be? Uh, it would probably be a blank stare and then hiding behind a pillar. Because that's what I do when anyone asks me anything. Well, I'd probably say thanks for sticking around. <laughs> I love you. Yay. Well, thanks for hiding behind a pillar and allowing us to put a microphone in your face. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Get excited. 
So we got one last um, interview question before we jump into the actual user submitted questions. Remember that part where we said we weren't going to get like political or burn any bridges? Yeah, we love. Oh, we have one more question for you, and uh, it's time. It's time to make some people upset. Who is best pony? Oh gosh, rarity. You take that Ooh. back. <laughs> I shan't. Down boy. Priest, down boy. Show the evidence. Celestia is also an acceptable answer. I, I agree with that. Celestia nice. is bestia. They're more or less tied, but... All I'm talking about. Enigma, stop! Enigma, stop! Thank you, Enigma. I'm, I will serve and mute you next time it happens. Alright. So, now we have user-submitted questions from Bleeding Sequine. Who I believe is probably Bleeding Equine, but the sequel. Nope. No. Maybe it's Bleeding Sequence. His old name was Failure, but he changed it because he's not a failure anymore. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> Hooray. Um, the question gives you a little gif of a guy that is doing a little dance. And he says, this guy comes up to you and tries to antagonize you. What do? Uh, I think I might direct him to a doctor, because he doesn't have any mane or tail. I don't think he's doing okay. No, or cutie mark. He's doing yeah, a little I... dance, showing a little love. Get yeah. down tonight. Stop, Enigma. Jesus Christ, Enigma. <laughs> God, I'm just reveling from how mad I am because of that. Are you okay, <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. We'll move on to some other questions. We have questions now from Lisey Claire. Uh, starting with, why did you choose Silver Spoon? Um, there's no stories about Silver Spoon that I liked. That's the short version. The long version is, um, I actually started my current project, the Silver Standard, way back in, like, 2011, that got dead on its feet and never went anywhere and is terrible. But after I wrote A Diamond and a Tether a couple of years ago, I wanted to, I had like a sequel Diamond Tiara story I wanted to write, but I'd already written one. So I decided to write a Silver Spoon story, but then I had like six I wanted to do. So I figured, why don't I do all of them? And I did. I think you're really right. Silver Spoon really doesn't get a lot of love. Um, what do you think? How do you... Mm, how do I phrase this question? Uh, what's it like writing her character? Interesting. Because what I noticed with other stories that she's in, when she has a story, her story is, um, I'm Silver Spoon and I secretly feel bad about being a bully and I'm going to leave Diamond Tiara forever for no reason. And that's about it. She's secretly nice and that's all her personality does. And first of all, I, I don't buy that she's secretly remorseful. I've seen zero sign of that. There are signs that she's not openly, not as openly antagonistic as Diamond is, but um, she's been all in for all of this. Counting her lines in, say, dissing Skulu for her wing, she's got almost the exact same amount of lines. I don't think that she's secretly a small whoopee in any of this 
But I do like to think that she has her own motivations. So I thought it'd be interesting if she was uh, quietly being just a really good right-hand mayor and all of this. Or maybe a, quiet a schemer. Or maybe a secret, le uh, secret leader. And Diamond Tiara does all the dirty work. Super manipulative. Yeah, that was my original plan. And then I got stopped. <laughs> Super manipulative little thing. I could believe that. All right, moving on. Uh, do you plan to write a um, sequel of her when she's all grown up? Uh, we'll see. I don't plan on it, but you never know. You know, you make her sound like either a mafia boss or a cult leader. Mafia boss is closer. And next, last question from Lise. What surprises in general can we expect coming up in the future? Well, if I told you, it wouldn't be a surprise. Well put. But that also means that we can expect surprises. So expect Back to be unexpected. surprised. But if you don't get a surprise, that will also be a surprise. Ooh, fair. <laughs> you, you've done your homework. Perfect. Let's move on to questions now from Two Mare. Who starts by saying boop? I've been booped. Yeah. Starting you with know, questions for Patrick Polish guy. Question number one: <laughs> Would you non-sexually, which actually asterisks extremely sexually, spoon silver spoon? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna do that. First of all, I'll go to jail, and second of all, I think I'm gonna get my neck broke if my cannon's either anything close to cannon. The kid's got a bodyguard; he's a little scary. Yipe. If you spoon a pony too hard, it's like reverse osmosis. You you either get absorbed or you absorb them. Isn't I that... don't know if that's a very good or very bad thing. It's kind of like that game uh, Agario. Where you're the little dot and you run around and eat other dots. and. Oh, Never... that game. Yeah, Pac-Man? Yeah. No, honey, no. <laughs> no, no, honey, no. I can't, like, yeah. really be yeah. mad because my description, like, fits your assessment. But moving on. Number three. Is there a wrong way to write a certain character? Uh, that's what you call a loaded question. Well, we like loaded answers, so by all means, go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that depends on if you actually care about what you're doing. If you don't care and you're just jerking off and having fun and you don't care about having a cohesive story, then uh, no. If you do, then yes. Because if you end up, uh, if you go and writing a Princess Celestia story and you end up writing a, uh, a Slenderman story, I, I think maybe you, you kind of went off the rails a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's hard That's to say because I'm also really, uh, I'm really hardcore on keeping canon characters as close to canon as possible. See, I think that's if I can. Yeah. Good. Then again, it's also hard to say because after a certain point, if you're writing someone who's had minimal uh, expansion in the show, then it's kind of hard to tell when your version of a character stops and the canon version begins. 
then there's also the difficulty of knowing how a certain character reacts under, like, say, pressure or they just snap. Yeah. And By that's the way, like... our, our, oh. our, chest, our chat right now is going nuts for the idea of Slender Lestia now. <laughs> oh, God. So it's just a faceless white mare in a suit with, like, Aurora Borealis for hair. I would totally Damn. write Slender Lestia, actually. <laughs> now you've done it. Now you've done it, Patches. You've given us ideas. <laughs> well, she has just basically stolen children. Twilight Velvet is... hasn't seen her kid in years. I was thinking of... white. Patchwork. I was actually thinking. I've been thinking of writing that story for a while now, where she just takes Twilight and Celeste. Twilight just asks Celestia one day, "When am I going home?" And Celestia just puts down her books and goes, "Oh, uh, well, I talked it over with your parents, and you're sleeping over with me now." Isn't that Parents' Night Out just with Celestia? Pretty much, yeah. I would write that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, gosh, but uh, the, the reason why I was really curious of your answer here, because I think this is one, in this particular fandom, you run into this interesting kind of collide where people can write and be really serious about a story and then put something... Let's take it something out of context. Say this a whole story has been building up to this event, and then Twilight burns a book. And then you get people that are freaking out like, oh, Twilight loves books. They wouldn't hurt a book ever. So, like, it, it becomes this writing concept of how how far can you go with a character and how much justification does it need to break a character or make them do something that would otherwise be against the canon green? Yeah, I think when it comes to something like that, it depends entirely on how you interpret the character. Because I read that, I, I don't remember where the hell I read that. I want to say The King in Yellow, I don't know. But I know I read that happening at least twice where Twilight burned a book and everyone complained about it. And I don't know, I thought it was fine. I, I'm sure that Twilight isn't one to burn a book just out of nowhere, but if the situation calls for it, she knows that knowledge isn't permanently trapped in a book and you can always write it down again. Also, you know, there's probably that opens another up a copy. whole door. That opens up a whole door full of fun concepts. Pencil, you should do this. Have a non just randomly burning blank books and just see what happens. <laughs> Actually, I could do that in Living with Twilight Sparkle is weird, where one day he just decides to like burn blank books just and then Twilight loses her shit. I could do that. <laughs> Actually, there would be one book there would be one book that Twilight that Twilight would burn. It's called a matchbook. It's called a matchbook. Oh my god, you ass before we move on. Um, for those who are listening, I think you're talking about, uh, the star in yellow, which is a fanfic. I think yes. The, I think the king in yellow is an actual yeah, that's the, meta that's horror the, novel. That, that's the Lovecraft story. <laughs> right. Is, is it Lovecraft? It is. Enigma is right. Oh, wow. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> I read. All right. Uh, pretend is two. Number four. Oh. Wait, I skipped one on accident. Okay. Number two. How in God's unholy crotch hairs can you keep most of your stuff rated E? Uh, it's not that hard. Because the E rating stretches longer than most people realize it does. There's an awful lot of dark stuff that pops up in, say, Batman the Animated Series, and that would skirt by with an E rating, probably. 
unless ratings changed. Yeah, there were a couple of moments in the animated series that were really fucked up. Would you want they managed to, to edit it just so. Rev your Harvey. Everyone's fighting, but you don't actually see the hits connect. Um, I don't know. Uh, Joker slapped around Harley in one episode. Batchwork, if you want to get into the rated R story, you could always write that that Slender Lustia has like a prehensile. What is wrong with you? God. Dick. Okay. I'm, I think Slender uh, has I'm a prehensile everything. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I would agree. I agree. I back this. This is a good thing. Slenderman <laughs> has a prehensile everything. There's a fan fiction right there. <laughs> That's even the title. Okay. So I'm an idiot. What does prehensile mean? It means you can use it like a hand. Let oh, me explain. <laughs> like, like a tentacle of an octopus is prehensile. You can oh, grab God. things with it. It's able to grab. <laughs> okay. Prehensile is the okay word of the that? day, everyone. So what Pencil said earlier, that, they, that dolphins could grab sailors with their dicks. Sailors. It's just like mostly if like you were a child and you're swimming in the ocean and uh, a dolphin sees you, he's like, "Hey, I want a piece of that." Or some dumbass dumbass bitch decides to have birth in the ocean. Oh, hey, the dolphin swam off with it. Oh, that's that's such a bad idea. Wait, did that actually happen? Yes, Yes. there is an actual woman in Florida that she thinks that dolphins are like the best thing ever for delivering babies she's, she's fucking insane uh, bullshit it, it just a dolphin snatched my baby with its dick and just swam <laughs> off to the sunset <laughs> pretty much yeah like all i gotta say about that is if a dolphin wraps a stick around your baby and steals it you're probably getting what you deserve and you'll yeah. never see the baby ever again death to the baby now we came full circle. <laughs> Number did. four. How hard is it to keep yourself from diving into obscene sexual descriptions when writing about Phillies? What the fuck? <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Oh, not as hard as you think, honey. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, oh my. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, number five. Would you a thing pony? No. And you know what thing pony is? I don't have to show it to you. I I don't. I just naturally <laughs> said no. Nope, 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 nope. One second, one second. I always have this ready just in oh case. Oh God, what, what's gonna happen to me? You gotta, you gotta be ready because the thing pony is so prehensile. There it is. Oh. Look at it. No, this oh, is the key. Okay. That's that. Look that's, at the bedroom eyes. Look at the bedroom eyes. That's a, huh. <laughs> that sure is a thing I'm looking at. That is correct. It is a thing you are looking at. It's a pony sure based is. off of John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, I see it now. All right. Oh, would you? Do that? Um, and now cute's a strong word. Two mare has one. Last so would you that? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay, Priest? I'm fine. I'm just, I'm trying to make sure I don't ramrod over anybody. <laughs> hey. I, I do that every week, and it's so bad. All right. I know you do. 
w- one last question from Tumare for a Averbidio. Everybody. He says, I got nothing. Insert drinking word also. So everyone drink. Moving on. Everybody drink. Questions now from Chat Penguin Lips. Question number one. Patches, are you my dad? I I hope not. Otherwise, there are several questions that need to be answered. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Chat. You're still fatherless. Well, you get to join the Enigma Club, at least. No, Enigma has a daddy. Crystal. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Moving on. My, she's my foster daddy. Number two. Do you want to buy an Xbox One? No. Chat- I'll take yeah. one if you're giving them away. <laughs> we can't play Xbox Live. I don't know the rest of... Do you want to build a snowman? That That's actually question number three. Do you want to build a snowman? Oh, I... Good job, oh. Enigma! <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Coincidence. I thought you did sure. it on purpose. Yes. That was actually a segue. That I was do. actually a segue, Enigma. Be proud. You never get to do segues. So, segues are those segues are those things that mall carts ride around on, right? Mall cops ride around. Mall carts ride on segues. Mall well. carts. Okay. So I suppose patches. Do you want to build a snowman? Yes. I've seen snow once in my life, and there was, uh, there was like a half centimeter. No, it wasn't even a half centimeter. It was like someone literally spread uh, sugar on the ground, and it melted in five seconds. And this was maybe five years ago, and that was the only time I've ever seen snow in my life. So, yes, I would love to build a snowman. You need to build a snowman. You need the, only, the only snow I've ever seen is in the top of my fridge. That's because you are a poor, poor child who lives in Southern California. Yeah. And then you get Mr. Midwest over here that says, no snow, never again. <laughs> 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 All right. Moving on. Jesus Christ, that fucking link. Moving on. Uh, Famous Last Words has questions for you now. What would be your favorite fan fiction and your favorite author on fan fiction? Oh, gosh. Unfortunately, I think fan fiction is one of the categories where I have a whole bunch of stuff at top and nothing that's actually at the top. So I'm going to just throw out Biblical Monsters for favorite fan fiction because it's probably the best dark fic I've ever read for this fandom, if not in general. It kind of ruined the rest of the dark fic for me. Nothing else has quite matched it. Um, favorite author includes the author uh, Horse Voice. I also like Saddle Soap Opera because if I don't say it, he'll be mad at me because we're friends. Saddle Soap's yeah. actually really good. I've I've read their stuff. Yeah, before. he is. He is cool, dude. He is. I thought. Um, I remember Rob threw out something about us being on the podcast together, and it didn't happen. Uh, we oh. actually. He might have just been saying stuff. No, no, Rob actually suggested both you and Saddle Soap, but we decided that both of you were so cool, we had to get you alone. Yeah, we we would have talked over each other. (laughs) Kissed too much. Oh, dude. What? Finally, people kissing on this podcast that isn't me and Pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Lucky Dreams. Lucky Dreams is um, maybe the most talented person I've seen on this site, and I'm very jealous of her. 
she can write children's literature like nobody's business and i'm, I'm so angry lucky <laughs> dreams you said mm-hmm all right awesome we're gonna have to take this completely innocent child uh literature writing author and be sure to get them on this horribly corrupting podcast Proust, we can watch other people kiss for a change. Yay. Yay. You can go okay. to the mall and do that. Why would I go to the mall? That is the worst place. <laughs> Are but, you kidding? But pencil. Right, but you get to see all the drag. But pencil. I'm going to let him do it so he can make a fool of himself. Do it, Proust. <laughs> Let's go to the mall today. Today. <laughs> <laughs> there you guys go. Okay. All right. Next question. <clears throat> also, what is your favorite 90s jam, and why would it be Bullet in the Head by Rage Against the Machine? I'm kind of impressed that you managed to choose a 90s song that I actually don't like, so congratulations. <laughs> oh, wow. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. What are we doing here? <laughs> In fact, what one really, really wants is to zigga 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 zig ah. It's a good day. It's a good day. <laughs> so, what is your favorite '90s song? Oh my god. <sighs> uh, a lot of them. I grew up in the '90s, so. I like generally almost all of the R&B slow jams. All of a sudden, I just I discovered that I really fucking love '90s rap. <laughs> oh God, '90s rap. Oh. Uh, you know, my parents decided to shelter me through all the '90s, so now I'm over. Yeah, no, I, I feel it. Talented. <laughs> God, the rise of Eminem too was in that era. I'd forgotten. Yeah, it was right at the end of that. I used to get like, in the 2000s, but that was 99. Yeah, like right in the late 90s, it was, yeah, right in the late 90s, started to hear that. All right. Everyone said, oh, hey, white people can rap because they just forgot about the Beastie Boys, I guess. Oh, rip. <laughs> oh, so much rip. Oh, so many of them are dead, Priest. Why did you say that? Because Chester, <laughs> sad face. That's not. Anyway, Next. and that was also right at the end of the... Moving on! Dad! Questions from Alex underscore, who starts with a question for Patrick Poltergeist, and also he made you a personal emoji. Aww. What is your funniest anecdote? Just a story you would tell people at a bar to make people laugh. Uh, well, I can't really judge the funniness of my own anecdote, but I can tell you about the first time I ever saw a Jesus... Yes. Oh, Tell okay. us about a Jesus. <laughs> so I grew up in an Islamic family. So we're we don't have iconography in Islam. So we've got we've got our book, and that's all we've basically got. But the rest of my family isn't. So at one point we go down to Georgia to visit my grandma in church, and. Mm -hmm. For context, I'm about eight, and I'm a little weenie, and I'm scared of everything. Like, itchy and scratchy is too much for me. So I go into church, just traipse along, being my adorable little patchy self, 
and I look on the wall, and there is a dead man stapled to a block of wood with <laughs> his face a mask of agony, bleeding everywhere. This is the goriest statue I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> There's a dead man on the wall. <laughs> no acknowledging this. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I've never seen it from this perspective before. I've never noticed that. And I'm like, is this is this a fucking threat? What is happening here? Well, mother, why are well, you not warned? I am so glad I'm not the only person who sees it that way. Oh God! I just realized that we have a guy hanging up there in freaking agony. He's definitely from a very religious I, family. I thought he grew was, up very religious. So I this thought, is fucking hilarious. Ravage, I thought he was trying to form the YMCA, only he was missing three members. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Priest, are you doing okay, hon? I'm what laughing my ass off. <laughs> was it clarified for you, Patches? Like, when did somebody clarify what was going on? Um, no one did. I didn't ask because I was scared. I figured everyone else just knew it. I was going if I out myself. <laughs> That's wonderful. What was your reaction when they told everyone to get up and drink this man's blood? <gasps> yeah, yeah, I gotta know. Um, I think I might have missed. I think my mom just very quietly declined. Like, yeah, no, thank you. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so yeah, basically no one told me anything of what was going on here until I was like 18 and I just kind of stumbled into what the hell Easter was. All I knew about Jesus at that point was um I guess he was born in a barn and there was a star and you get presents. Yeah, that's about th it. That that's pretty much right. That's the star, yeah. Oh sounds, god. It sounds, it sounds more like Santa was born that day than Jesus. Kind of was. was. Kinda, yeah. Well, he, he was originated from St. Nicholas, which was then... We need to stop. But I was gonna tell tell about how I gave confession about Parents Night Out. But anyway, moving on. You did what? <laughs> moving on. You did what? You did what? You did what? Did you actually give confession about writing Parents Night Out? Yes. <laughs> you fucked hard. Oh Priest. my god. Priest went to a priest and said, "Forgive me, Father, for I have written Vulcan." No, like, so, in okay, so when you give confession in in the Catholic faith, there there's two ways you can do it. You can either do it face to face or the wall if you're really like non-confrontational. And I, I was at this point where the the priest I went to was quite old, uh, which they tend to be, but um. I, I sat behind the wall and I started talking about this thing that I wrote. And a, after I got done talking, he was just silent. <laughs> and he says, son, come look me face to face. And so I stand up and I sit down in front of him and he looks at me and he goes, I want you to see a therapist. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> son, I want you, son, I want you to give me the link to this. <laughs> and oh that that that's that's pretty much where the story lives and dies, but that 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 oh that was a thing. Anyway, moving on. This isn't about no, me. No, you, you, 
you got to realize, if I was there, I would have just looked him dead in the eye and be like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should move on and actually ask our guest questions because seriously, that's one of the best personal anecdotes I think we've ever had. It's, it's true. We need to send it. Enigma, send this to Davis. Please, Davis needs to deal with this. All right. I will alert Davis. Number two, uh, how much dragon tits? Um, three? Yes. Authentic. <laughs> no! No! You, you read it! Oh, God! <laughs> what is the optimum number of breasts for a female? I'm happy with two. Fair. It's working out for me. Number four. If you died and came back as a poltergeist, whom or where would you haunt? Uh, I'm going to haunt a school and just blow everybody's minds. I'm glad you added minds onto that. <laughs> why, why a school, though? Why would you blow everyone's minds? I, I can cancel standardized test day. Oh, I like that, actually. Oh, you are a good person. I don't think they're actually going to cancel standardized test day if everything's floating around, but uh, I can try my best. See, I thought you were going to haunt a tailor, so that way you could be a patchwork poltergeist. Moving on. I'm sorry. (laughs) Number five. Has the ice melted yet? Um, no. Wait. Oh, wait. Yes, it has. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get wet. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck? Is... Ice. What are you... Where is this ice? Where are you putting the ice, man? Like, what's, what's happening here? To everyone, who's going to write the next installment of the Dragon Tits franchise? Probably Enigma. That's my well, guess. Well, technically, I do have to continue the sequel I made, so... Yeah, so probably Enigma. I'm not going to write any more about Dragon Tits. I've said my piece. Okay. Well, you don't want to write it because of how popular it got. It's featured. God, stop. Please stop telling me that. Rapid fire things. (laughs) Uh, Congrats, Enigma, on getting a job. Congrats, Pencil, on getting features. And congratulations to the rest of you for all being congratulation-worthy of things that I assume you've done this week. Next question from Tony Montana. Patchwork. Patches, are you a ghost? Uh, Let me check. No, not yet. Mm. Not yet. That might. <laughs> now we have questions from Sunbro for Life. Question number one: What is your favorite video game? Uh, I'm gonna be lazy and just say y'all, Pokemon. Yay! Yeah. Who is best Pokemon? Um, Chandelure. That's right. I think. It... Yeah, Chandelure. I think you mean Chandelure yes. sounds. I don't know that generation. Chandelure is that one that looks like a chandelier, and it's a purple, and it's on fire. It's the hot topic light fixture. Uh... It's all the dark types, actually. (laughs) In the sense, this is one of the newer ones. Yes. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Number two. It's a geist. I love that game. What is your favorite boss fight? Um, I really like the final flowy fight. 
That's in Undertale. <gasps> oh, I like it when really video games one. break fourth wall, and that one sure broke it hard, and it freaked me out a little bit. Neut I like it when that happens. Neutral or pacifist? Um, that was neutral the first time. Yes. I, yeah. Okay. I, I really like played past i didn't mean to but i ended up playing my first one it's neutral no matter what in your first playthrough but yes it was pretty much pacifist because i didn't i felt bad whenever i hit the monsters Aww. oh i don't blame you what, what are you doing here like please we're gonna wreck her what is she doing here she's, she's... i hit the frog and it was sad oh. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Hopes and Dreams, the soundtrack for the final boss oh. fight. Oh, hey, no, yeah. no, no, no. You could have hit a frog like my dad did in the semi and disembowel it inside the uh, wheel rim. Let the breaking of our guest begin. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, I was just going to be here like, oh, Undertale has such a good soundtrack. And, and there's the jazz remix things. And you're just here with like, oh, I killed the shit out of a frog. Thanks, Raph. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was my dad. Oh, sorry. Are you proud yeah. of your father? Oh, yes. Oh, so much so. I'm not proud of my father. Number three. What about your daddy? Are you proud of your daddy? Daddy, daddy, daddy Crystal, yes. Number three. Have you accepted uh, Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? Uh, I think there are better skeletons I can accept into my heart. Ooh, spooky. All right, number four is Would You a Thing Pony? We will skip that. Number five, I need to know for a friend, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know. Because normal people just put the whole thing in their mouth. They don't actually... It's true. Normal people also bite through it, too. This is true. Hey, 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 guess what, guess what, guess what? Wow. A group of engineering students from Purdue University made a licking machine and modeled it to look like a human tongue, and it took mm -hmm. an average of 364 licks from the machine to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. So now you know. You know, this sounds like this sounds like a pro this sounds like a project that the government would spend millions on just to find out. Wait, so it does. if you did one lick a day for a full year, it would take a year to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop. Yes. Wow. Is that a lick that covers the whole thing or just one side? Uh, it wouldn't matter because it's round. So, yeah, you can do like a whole lick from one side to the other if you like. Oh, I guess that's true. So is this person, is this person licking it? Does he have like sandpaper for a tongue? Because doesn't saliva break it down more than the tongue itself? What? I don't know what you're talking about. Nor do I. Saliva. Doesn't saliva. Yes, yeah, so I the I know what saliva is, dum dum, but I, I don't think, I, I don't <laughs> think. No, 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 an entirely different kind of lollipop. Damn it, you do it! Oh my god, good job. <laughs> it's prehensile. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Oh, this is a good cast. Number six, you get stuck in Horse Town. What kind of business do you open? A hat store. A hat store. I like hats. Rarity gonna be pissed. Look, she doesn't just sell hats. She sells hats and also accessories to wear on your body. I would have a specific haberdashery. Hmm. 
gonna fight you, man. You watch, she she gonna fight you. Alright, so, not a collector of pones, but are you a collector of hats? Yeah. How yeah, many, at this point, probably. How many hats do you have? I At least ten. At least thirteen, actually. There are just some that I just don't wear. I need to get a new main hat, because I've had it for over ten years, and it's getting really ratty and sun-faded. Okay, let's see. Uh, number seven, last but not least, from Sunbow for Life. Do you even praise, bro? Yes. Correct. Now, moving on to questions from Lieutenant Major Dude. Question number one, who the hell are you? I'm Patchwork Folder, guys. Who the hell are you? Damn. Nobody. Nobody important. Oh, got him. Sorry. 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 Oh. And then Lieutenant Major Dude says, Oh, right. That guy who wrote Silver Standards. Sorry. Don't know you too much to ask questions. Hello, podcaster. Tell the guy girl to enjoy the podcast. Wow. Apparently Just assume her gender. Excuse me. <sighs> I like guy. that it says guy and then guy slash girl. Uh, yeah. You know what? However you self-identify. I identify. Oh, what? Oh, it's time for screaming. Okay. I I still haven't watched the the Horizon cast to see what you guys did for this last year or last week. I screamed it. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Holy fuck, Mister Pimpleton gave me cat HIV and dumped me for some alleyway cat. I also got fired. Fuck me. Fuck my life and. about your roommates and how fucking hilarious this would be with no content. God! Rav, they're gone! No, I kicked they're them out. Uh, no, he's gone. Just dog guy that is looking at him like he's nuts. Is he looking at you? I feel like one day after this yelling session, the priest that you confessed to is going to show up at your front door with two orderlies in a white van just waiting to take you. No, my dog just sighed. That's all he did. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, he's talking about cats again. <laughs> the answer, Patches. Yeah, that's an appropriate reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Next question from the other other guy. Please explain this statement because only the only flower symbolism I know is that they are vaginas. What the fuck? Some dork on the internet that likes ponies and flower symbolism way too much. I am 100% serious here. Okay. Uh, they're only vaginas if it's a Georgia O'Keeffe painting, first of all, I, I think. You are correct most of the time, but tulips are also representative of vaginas in literature and in other cultures. But no, the fact that you called on Georgia O'Keeffe and her vagina paintings makes me really happy. Thank you. Aww. But what flower represents the prehensile dolphin dick? Fucking your picture on Facebook. It's a flower, a virginal little flower, so that makes sense. Get wrecked. <laughs> oh, internet high five. Thank you. 
All right. Next question. Two priests. Oh, God. How often do you tip your fedora to show pencil how much of a gentleman you are? I, oh, I can't say I don't have a fedora. Um, I don't tip. I don't tip <laughs> you, it. You have never. Because never, I don't wear it. You've never I, tipped your fedora at me. Yeah. No, I, I have a, I have a fedora for the sake of the fact that it is cringy to be ironic, and it's covered with cadence patches, and it's pink. And, all right, next question. Uh, quick note for everyone who is a podcaster. I'm honored you like me twice as much as everyone else, but I don't need you to put my name twice in the Patreon helpers list. Oh, shut the fuck. All right, I'll fix the Patreon helpers list. Now questions from Horizon. <sighs> Your fan fiction user number 166. So you've been around since the days when Sethisto was posting Trixie minifix. What's one way the fandom has improved since then, since you've joined? Uh, what's one way the fandom has gone downhill? Overall, is it better or worse? Uh, let me think. I guess we've improved in that there's, because there's more of us, it's slightly more cohesive. It, it's sort of plateaued. It's, it's sort of the same as it was before then. It's just... We just have uh, actual places to meet and talk, as opposed to just floating out in the ether like it used to be. So we didn't really have a central hub until Equestria Daily. Because I remember bouncing around looking for a nice fandom spot to nestle in, and one just didn't exist. Right. So that's why. And I uh, want... Go ahead. yeah, like the only as far as going downhill though, the only thing it's done is just become a fandom the honeymoon wore off i i do remember in 2011 everyone being super duper nice and sweet with afterglow in their eyes but that's also because we had just gotten here and nothing had happened yet derpy gate hadn't happened yet um twilight hadn't happened yet the show hadn't been gone on long enough to have new uh, writers or changes or anything. So there wasn't anything to complain about yet. Like the biggest drama we had was new lunar Republic. So I knew eventually we were going to just be bitchy and not like anything that ever happened to anyone ever. So I figured I might as well just like it while it lasts. Cause eventually we're going to get kind of mean. And we That's did. What it happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Uh, and it probably Gosh, when did we start getting mean? Uh, I think it was Equestria Girls. Yeah, it was that whole year. It was like 2013 in general, because that was Equestria Girl, Girls and Twilight Corn. Yeah. I think. So then we just became bitter. We lost like half the fandom, but most of them came back. Except the ones yeah, and, um, and Lauren left like the season before. And season three was short. That wasn't a fun year. No, no, no. Um, overall, do you think the fandom is better or worse as a whole? Um, probably. Bad. No need to be diplomatic. You don't need to be it's diplomatic. A, it's a fandom. Very well there, put. There are better ones. There are worse ones. At worst, I might hesitate to call myself a brony just because it's an awkward-sounding word. Mm, also, I'd have to explain what one is. At least have less than Pegasister. That is true. I, I like a show. That's, that's simply what it is. And I write words about the show. There's no need yeah. for labels. Anyway. We don't need labels, I, man. Labels I, I are for cans. I don't know. <laughs> I got a label maker somewhere. 
that priest labeled you insane enough to be sent to a therapist, so. <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to make a horrible sex pun involving labels and nice cans, and I stopped myself. I deserve a fucking cookie today. <laughs> I'll FedEx you a cookie. Moving on to questions from Dash Loon. Or Lune. I always fuck it up. Uh, first question. If you could, would you? Maybe. Number two. Are you really a poltergeist? I don't think you have the security clearance for that answer yet. Oh. Thank you! <gasps> Truth is out there. This is some SCP shit right here. Moving on. Play the X-Files theme right now. Do you patch the work or work that patch? Hmm. I think I patch the work. You better work. Cover girl. <laughs> God damn it, priest! Why did why did you know that off the top of your head? I have maybe it's. I have I have random references just sitting in the back of my mind, ready for the right moment to strike, and then everyone nah. looks at me like I'm weird. Do you know what you could do if you utilize that part of your brain for something actually, like, meaningful? I would, uh, probably more people would like me. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybelline. Be a YouTuber. Be a YouTuber. <laughs> All right. Number four. Is this a question? Hmm. Yes, because there is an X, there is a question mark at the end of the sentence. Yes. Although it's closer to a declarative statement that's phrased as disbelief. This is a question? <laughs> uh, let's see, number five. Now we have one of our wonderful fuck, Mary kill scenarios. And of course, here on the Barcast, killing yourself is always an option. Timer! Don't actually kill yourself. We don't actually want you to die. We say that in jest. Only having to do with these questions. Grow up if you think otherwise. That's all. It's true. Don't ever take your life, please. Anyway, uh, fuck kill, Mary kill. Uh, you get to choose between Milk, the lovely podcaster <coughs> that is not here this evening, myself, and yourself. Hmm. If you kill me, that's okay. <laughs> well, since you invited me, yeah, sure, I'll kill you. Fuck! <laughs> Wouldn't this be like breaking and entering? <laughs> what the fuck? What are you actually talking about? Like breaking into someone somewhere and killing someone. Except you were invited. Well, if you're invited, I think it's closer to assisted suicide in that yeah, case. Yeah, learn vampire rules, Enigma Jesus. Like so I guess it means I'm marrying milk. <gasps> milk. Man, I'm okay? just gonna, I'm gonna fuck myself. Yay! Go fuck yourself. Moving on. That was fun to say. Number six. <laughs> and because something needs to do with food, do you like strawberries? Nope. What? I like strawberry sunrise. Is that an alcoholic beverage? Tell me that's an alcoholic beverage. It probably is. Yes! Oh, I, thought good. I thought you were referring to that pony who, who like, said oh, that I apples was. are just, said that apples are just, 
Yeah. Oh, the bitch who got really like uppity about yeah. strawberries. I love, I love her. That horse. <laughs> I have checked, and Strawberry Sunrise is a beautiful cocktail. I need to make these at this exact moment in time, and I'm not going to now fix them on podcast. But I really want a Strawberry Sunrise now. I don't. Yeah, know. I've seen them. They're really pretty. I don't know why this conversation hit me the right way, but I should just write a story about Strawberry Sunrise just being a jerk. I, I like. I like how she said that apples are disgusting to Applejack's face. No, I love how she said it after Applejack pushed, so no one can really call bullshit on her because Applejack kind of asked for it. No, that's true. But what if she just like did that all day? She just goes <laughs> around town, just like try it, try it. It's like uh, I really like this dress. Well, I think it's awful. <laughs> I've got syphilis. You wouldn't have gotten syphilis if you ate strawberries. <laughs> yes! Yes! She's like one of those horrible people who like the strawberries. You just eat strawberries and healthy living! I lost an arm. Rub some strawberries on the limb. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, eat a strawberry it. and walk it off. <laughs> That's coaches. Coaches on the bench for any any sporting event. Doctor, I'm having trouble being Question. intimate with my wife. Oh, here, take these strawberries and it... shove them up there. Just shove them up there. Oh, oh, not at the front. <laughs> no. <laughs> we done. What have we done? Oh, <laughs> God. Okay. Moving Strawberry on. anima cures what ails you. Oh, okay. Uh, now we have questions from Trickster Forrester. You can have sexual intercourse, one U.S. president. Who would it be and why? It does not say with one U.S. president. <laughs> it says have sexual intercourse, one U.S. president. <laughs> what do we oh, make God. of the sentence? So I, would you like sexual intercourse, George Washington, or sexual intercourse, <laughs> Richard Nixon? Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, would you, what a terrible experience. Would you sexual the Kennedy? I'd, no, I'm going to go with Jefferson. Okay. I like Jefferson. I have to tell you, like, you'd have to, I'd have to probably go with, you know. We'll eat some mac and cheese and ride in a swivel chair. No, because I would have to go with William McKinley. Because I'm all about that dick. Is it because his name's William? See, none of us here are like history majors or well versed. Oh wait, in no, history, Rich. So okay, so Richard. No, it's it's a. I'll I'll find the history document about it. There's a. God damn it! Obscure references. Where's Flab? It, it just <laughs> it just went right over our heads. It's okay. I See, miss I Flab. Over, I'm over here just thinking of assassins. Lamb gets my really obscure jokes based on historical documents. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to the really obscure references based on historical documents podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm we all get together when Charles Gateau's in town. How does it feel, Pencil, messing up like I do sometimes? Oh, I now I have some semblance of what it's like to be more shit, and I'm surprised you don't kill yourself every week. Oh, you feel like shit? Just rub some strawberries on that. <laughs> you actually did a callback and reference. I, oh, 
why is Enigma good at things today? Why is he good at things? Help, priest, what do I do? Um, we move to the next question. And we don't give him any any praise for it. So number two. Or, or you can turn into the Unabomber and send him a special package. No. <laughs> Enigma isn't ready for my package. Number two. <laughs> what is your number one tip for making the perfect lasagna? Um, don't and make a pizza instead. You take that back. I shan't. But I just want the pasta and the tomato sauce and the cheese. I don't want the bread. You want the pineapple. That's what you want. Right up the ass, just like Hitler. It's true. I'd rather take a strawberry up the ass. <laughs> you would, fag. Oh. <laughs> All right, number three. Lastly, your name is Patchwork Poltergeist, which implies the fact that you are in fact a spirit who is haunting this site, as in, like, eyesight, due to the fact that you died in some grisly manner. And not manner, as in M-A-N-N-E-R, a manner, as in the place of residence. So my question is, how is it that you were actually killed, and how did it involve quilts? I probably died because the quilt that I'm sleeping under is way too hot because you shouldn't be sleeping under a quilt in Texas when your air conditioning's dead. Oh, I am so sorry. Thank you. I, would I not, appreciate it. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, that's why this fan is on. <laughs> I was so sure you're going to say that the quilt had smallpox. That you know that would have been a much cleverer question answer. I know words. <laughs> right. I'm siphoning everyone's smarts today. You stop. Also, I like the fact that I apparently died in a bear's fancy house. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, question now from Shakespeare, please. How come when a guy says he can't go out because his girlfriend won't let him, people just accept it? But when a girl says she can't go out because her boyfriend won't let her, they call the cops. Um, I blame society. Yep. Quite, quite, quite. Good. That, that's some dark shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now a question okay. from Light Shrine. Why does Pencil always abuse Enigma to hide away her true feelings? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not I'm not hiding anything. I'm pretty sure that this this is how I express my feelings. Like this is how I make them clear. I I, I this is how I I tell Enigma that, you know, I acknowledge his existence. I I think that is a start. Wouldn't you agree? Tell me about the rabbits, George. Yeah, you just look out there. Look out there and think of the rabbits. Just think about the rabbits. Look way out there. Think about the rabbits. We're on the gun, and I'll put it to the back of your head and blow your brains out in a nice way, because that's how we exist, Nigma, right? That's, you can shoot all you want. I'm just going to put some, shove some strawberries into the bullet holes. God damn it. Man, our questions are so circle jerky today. I actually feel a little bad. Uh, since we're almost about halfway through, or we're just crossing the halfway point. Um, also remember, we're watching uh, the shit. Uh, the shit. We're watching the Twitch stream, which is also shit for questions. 
Um, and also, hey, Pencil, what's the thing that we haven't showed in quite a while? Oh, so there's this thing that we have. It's a Patreon, and it's done. And you know what the Patreon does? We don't keep the money. We don't use the money. We give it to horses. We send it to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary, and Red Wings Horse Sanctuary gives it to their horses in the way of, hey, I have a soft spot for this place because I had a pony, and it was rescued from there. So when you donate to our Patreon, we give money to horses, and we don't use it to drink because we spend our own money on that. I'm done. Last month, we were able to feed one horse a whole hay bale. It was great. Moving on. Horses but- like to drink. <laughs> yes, they do. They like beer. Yeah, but they also like to masturbate. They they drink also like Wait, whoa, oh, hold on. No, no, no. Horses masturbate? Yeah. Yes. How? Wait, what? Yeah, they kind of just jiggle around and, they, and they their dick kind of flops against their tummy, I think. Yeah, they, they rub against things sometimes. Uh, male horses have been known to back in defenses so that they could get anal stimulation. Uh, female horses will pull their tails a certain way. Horses masturbate, man. Call huh. it a stable vice. That's... So they just they just uh, prod themselves carefully. Isn't that how you do it, Enigma? Well, I've got hooves, so I'm, I'm actually a horse on the internet, so. Dumb. Anyway. I just imagine fucking Enigma slapping his dick against a wall and just thinking, like, <laughs> isn't this how everyone does it? <laughs> oh god next question next question because it's important <laughs> to our guests and it actually is relevant to her and it doesn't allow us to just circle jerk again okay question from um oh gosh i i've talked with manafi manafi i think it's manafi manafi cool uh the silver like pokemans the pokemans i didn't know that was a pokemans it's a Pokemans. You look at Chow from Sonic. The Silver Standard is one of my favorite stories on this website, so I'll definitely be watching this podcast when it arrives. Speaking of which, I have a few questions. What ponies do you think would make great and or interesting pairings with Silver Spoon? I actually like the thought of Spike with Silver Spoon. What? <gasps> Why? Explain yourself. Oh, I think it's cute. No, again, no. Chef, I don't mean that they get married. I just think it's cute that they have a thing no. for a couple of days. You defend this right now, young lady. What the hell do you mean by shipping Spike with Silver Spoon? <laughs> or shipping Spike with anything? Or, or giving Spike any modicum of happiness? What? <laughs> <laughs> Spike's a nice young man that likes to help people. So he's Canadian. Yeah, he's a fax machine. <laughs> Spike loses his job to a fax machine. That's a story. <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd like to read that story. <laughs> Are there story any... about how technology is replacing jobs. Are there any characters from MLP that you've been hoping to write about in the near future? Yes. There's a whole crop side stories that could probably spring off from the silver standard that I could write and just haven't done yet. There's uh, one I've had in the wings forever about uh, Apple Bloom getting a pet manticore and another one about Dinky Doo and Derby Hooves, which may or may not be a horror story. 
it's trying to develop into another story. We'll see what happens there. But what's probably going to end up happening is I'm just going to end up with a whole bunch of dumb ship fix with filthy and spoiled rich because I'm, I'm just shipping trash. And I, I just chose the worst ship in the world. Hey, you know, it could be worse. You could be like me and like Mr. and Mrs. Cake. What's your favorite ship? Oh, it's a ship of ponies that are already married. That hit me the right way. I'm sorry. You say that, and then you hear the other guy go, oh. All disappointed. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, last but not least, uh, from uh, Manafi. Lastly, what was your favorite scene slash chapter to write in the Silver Standard? I think I like all the chapters where there is a fight. Every time that Silver and Diamond fight, it's usually a pretty darn great chapter because I, I never quite predict what's going to happen. And it usually ends up feeling really authentic and it moves real nice. I like... Um, I tend to, I, I'm always worried about writing a lot of talking head scenes because they're really dialogue heavy and in that like entire story. And there's a point where Silver and Diamond fight about Bab's seed because Silver thinks that Bab's is half-stepping and eventually Diamond just kind of tackles her from one bed to the other and they have a weird <laughs> bed fight. I, I, there's no way for me to describe this with my mouth words that doesn't sound terrible. I suddenly realize. No, go ahead. Talk about your vicious cop scene. <laughs> this, this yeah, is, do it. Ready. I mean, come on. This is supposed to be the girls' night pillow fight that all the boys dream about, right? <laughs> That rhymed way more than it should have. Girls' night pillow fight. I was not aware that rhymed until now. <laughs> that all the boys want to hear about, right? Like, that's that's some rhyming shit, guys. <laughs> I'm catching up to Zakora. I'm trying. I'm trying. I promise I'm trying. We believe in you. All right. Uh, let me do a quick refresh here to make sure that I don't jump the gun. And of course, now it is time. Oh! Quick <laughs> questions with boy line. <laughs> We're very get. preferential to Vylon. But she's yeah, like going to go very easy on you this week. She only has one question. What would you say is the best part or aspect of this fandom? Yeah, I remember this question being a very different question. <laughs> Too bad I don't remember what it was, but it was amazing. Oh, did she change um, it because she was scared of hurting you? I can believe that. I know it has something to do with dating an aborted necrophiliac. Oh, oh my oh, god! I don't remember what? that question! I oh, don't... Why, why did you change it? That was it was a really great question. I had an answer and everything. It was great. She she investigates people <laughs> to make sure that like she doesn't actually hurt people's feelings. Vylon, yeah, if you are watching, no, no, Vylon, if you are watching, please add your question to the end of the thread or put it in the chat, and I will happily ask it before the end of the day. Okay. All right. Huh. But what would you say is the best part of the fandom? Um. 
I'm gonna cheat and say I really like uh, my little slumber party Skype group. We met when we all got together for when, we, when a whole bunch of us got together to um, go to the convention Canterlot Gardens way back in 2012, mm -hmm. and we made a Skype group. So we would talk about what the heck we would be doing when we got to Ohio, and then we talked, and then we became friends, and now they're my editors that I make look at my stuff before I publish anything. Aww. And I throw out all my notes. That's so sweet. I'm happy you guys have all been able to been able to hang out for five years now and stay together completely drama-free. Well, mostly drama-free. <laughs> drama-free! Do it! <laughs> Uh, now we have questions from fan of most everything. Uh, who starts by saying, Your stories are grand, wonderfully interconnected works that tie themselves together exquisitely. How much pre-planning do you do uh, before you go through... Uh, how much pre-planning do you go through before you start writing? Not that much. It's more like a lot of vague brainstorming and a decent outline and a bunch of um, brainstorming that I do out loud in the Skype room that I just mentioned. So I, I'm basically just talking to myself for a bunch, trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do. And then I basically use that as my notes later on. What I should be doing is saving everything that I write in Skype as actual notes in case Skype decides to eat it, which it has done at least once, but I never do that because I'm terrible. So I've got a basic outline of X happens, Y happens, Z happens, and no more than that because if I start planning too much, then I'm going to stick too hard to the plan and where the story doesn't get to be a story. Because usually the best stuff that happens is the stuff that I don't really plan. Because I didn't plan for Dinky to be a weird, creepy goth kid, but she just decided to do that. Uh, that's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, let's see. Next question. By the same token, how did you handle new canon coming to light as you were writing The Silver Standard? Um, by panicking. <laughs> I just quietly worked around it as best I could. I got I got lucky. I wrote at least two blog posts complaining about the existence of Spoiled Rich and all of Crusaders of the Lost Mark. Because I'm in the middle of um, writing this extensive character piece and backstory for Diamond Tiara and Silverspoon. Got the entire thing of character motivations and backstory all lined up. I've got her mom to sit in the wings. I had just introduced her in the chapter, and oh, hey, look who was here the whole time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. But luckily, I, uh, there was just enough for, for that I wasn't completely in the hole, and I could just ride around it with Spoiled Rich being a stepmom, and just no one mentioned it because it would be kind of awkward, and Diamond's got little grumpy little girl problems. <laughs> going on but if it happened <laughs> if it happened earlier i probably could have just merged both characters into one but that didn't happen no why, what why really happened was uh the story ended up getting like four times as big as it should have been because now i have a longer what happened was it really moved the goalpost for what for how i was going to end this whole thing so that meant the whole story had to be longer and the, a whole bunch of character dynamics changed. It really canon changed it for the better. 
but uh, it's still hella annoying. All right, next question. Is Featherweight actually gay? You know, there's actually context for this, but I'm not going to explain it. Um, <laughs> probably. He probably doesn't like girls, and if he does, then Silverspoon's not his type. But yeah, probably. He's either gay or... No, no, he's probably gay. He definitely likes Rumble. He thinks he's cute. It sure would answer a lot of questions. Moving on. Given the chance to do it over, which of the more direct allusions to The Last Unicorn would you cut from The Last Human? Definitely, um... Wait, I should probably go back and explain what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, in The Last Unicorn, there's a dealy deal with magic kind of going away from the world in general. So when humans see unicorns, they don't see the unicorn, they just see a horse. And it's kind of the same. It's, it's vaguely implied that that's how it's going on with all magic. And likewise, when ponies see the human, they think he's just some weird-shaped Sasquatch. The problem was what I should have done was just keep it as a weird creature. They don't know what it is. But it later implies that they also can't understand the human speech when he and Star Swirl are speaking in a scene, and that was a mistake. I should have just kept it as, I, I, don't, I don't know, signals just didn't overhearing any. I know how to talk. No one just overheard anything. And some, I remember someone called me out in the comments on that, and I realized that was a pretty good call. That was dumb. Also, not an illusion, but a change I would probably make is I would have the the um, King Haggard character stand in be a mare instead of a stallion. That would have made a lot more sense. Okay, before we go anywhere else. So talk with Patches about is an amazing book and movie and why everyone here should both read and see it. Yes, Isn't that should. right? Okay, and that's yeah, also because I haven't read the book. Well, you should. Because Peter S. Beagle is a sweet and wonderful man, and he took the time to meet with me, and I love him very much. And everybody, go read his work. He's a fucking hero, and I will punch you if you say otherwise. Because I have a great connection, and it's amazing, and it's good, and there's great scenes. And the scene with the spider at the end is totally oh, missed from the movie. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes me cry every time. I know, and it's not in the fucking movie. It's in the book, and it gets me. Anyway, um, I think I'm done. You need you need to go. You need to go. I was I was just about to ask the, the both of you yeah. how loyal the book was uh how loyal the movie was to the book. Uh, about as loyal as you're gonna get for a movie adaptation of a book. We'll speak on the nature of the movie and actually um when he found out he was hired to do it, he was like, Oh fuck no. He was like really upset. <laughs> he was like, I hate those guys. But uh he took the time to watch. He's like, he likes that they got certain things right. He he dislikes what they did with Mommy Fortuna. Um, he likes that they kept the swearing in there. He thought that was really important. And he fell in love with Christopher Lee. He actually like fell in love with the man as King Haggard. And King Haggard once upon a time promised him that if they ever did a live version, he would, quote, come back from the dead if necessary to play King Haggard for him. Yeah, no. Leek uh, came to the voice sessions with, like, bits that he had highlighted from the book, if I remember correctly. 
do these parts. So it's pretty great. It's it's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on now to questions from RB-47, which, correct me if I'm wrong, welcome. First time I've seen you comment here, and also you used to run the Pony Fiction Vault, so cool. Uh, he apparently revisited the old vault interviews for a few of these. Uh, so let's start with a fuck, Mary kill scenario between Saddle Soap Opera, Autumn Wind, and Cthulhu Luigi. Wow, you did it. Good job. Proud of you. Good job, priest. Oh my god, Reggie, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Why did you do this to me? You're a terrible person. Uh, well... I'm guessing this is part of your slumber party group. Yes. <laughs> Hello! Well, I guess... I, I guess Adels gets to cheat on me with his lovely wife. And I'll marry Wendy, and I'll kill Ouija because he's the only one left, and he won't mind that much. <laughs> oh, I'll kill him. He won't mind. Or we could have a sweet-ass orgy and then a jump off a bridge together. That works, too. Yeah, you enter orgies very weirdly. <laughs> Wait, why? What are yours like? Well, mine usually ends with everyone satisfied and happy and eating cheese its while drinking scotch. You can do that while you jump off a bridge. If you try hard I enough. I, I could, I guess, but I mean, uh, effort. Look, you don't get anything in life without a little effort. But uh, that's what orgies are for. You just lay there. Don't. I, is it? <laughs> can't you just eat strawberries if you lay there? Stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the headphone warning. No headphone warning for anyone. Next, please. All right. Um, have you written anything outside of MLP, and do you want to? Uh, yeah, I wrote a lot of a lot of I wrote a lot of fanfic for other fandoms before I got to MLP. They're not as good. Some are really terrible, and they're the worst things in the world. But also, I write some original stuff. I should probably be writing more original stuff, but I'm not because I'm writing this instead. I feel that. Uh, without going into any detail whatsoever and just simply yes, no question, are you published? Yeah, kind of. Okay, okay, okay. Are you published in print or online? Wait, I'm sorry. Did what? <laughs> in print or online? Oh, in print. Nice. That's that's all you need to say. Well done. I know how hard that is. All right. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do when you're not writing? Uh, probably walking around and listening to music. Nice. Give us a band. Um, I like the Decemberists. The December, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Although I, I kind of wish they'd go back to talking about their sea shanties and weird magic stuff and not normal music. I, that made me kind of sad. Oh. All right, next question. Are there any pony fix out there that you want a sequel to? The ending left you wanting more and you love the author's world and you want to just keep experiencing it. 
No, but there are a lot of dead fix I would like to see finished. Almost everything that I love dies. I really, 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 really want to see um, the story What Hath Joined Together finish. It's canceled and dead, and it broke my damn heart. Oh. Also, um, uh, Paradise, which technically isn't canceled yet, but um, I don't know. I haven't seen anything from it in like three years. Paradise was started in, God, like 2011 at least. I know it was out there before somewhere only we know was published, and it was there, I think, before Past Synth was published. It is old. Jesus. Alright. This update was like 2015, 2014. Sheesh. Well, you know, sometimes an author just takes a long time to update. You know? Yeah, he keeps saying that. He yeah, Priest. It's, I don't think it's dead yet. <laughs> Priest knows all about that, don't you, Priest? <clears throat> hey, Fathus Loves hit its four year anniversary. Uh, four year. Yeah, four years. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> Is it four? Christ, it's four. Okay, it's... moving on. Um, what really does it for you in a story? Um, well, A, really good character writing, and B, good writing in general. If there's anything that's going to turn me off, it's just really bad syntax and sentence flow and that basic sort of thing. If a story works, it just kind of works. So is it Also, I like it when ponies are sad. <laughs> Let's not look into that too far. <laughs> um, who do you write for? Well, me and that one person that you always write for. I got the advice a long time ago to find one person and just write to that one person. And if you can make them happy, then you can make everyone happy, including yourself. There's usually one, at least one person who's out there and just totally jazzed for anything you write. And luckily for me, one of those people is usually in my Skype chat and he was just really just fucking stoked to see what happens and whatever I'm doing. So I'm like, well, I guess now I gotta finish it. Because at least I know someone's going to like it besides me. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then last but not least from RB Dash, what do you love about Friendship is Magic? I love that it's good. I wrote a, I waited a very, very long time for My Little Pony to be good. And when it finally was, not only was it good, it was excellent. Very well put. Uh, now we have a question from Mobile Sam. How do you feel about potatoes? Potatoes are great. Yes. I would they... try some potatoes right goddamn now. I should eat them for dinner. And now you're making me think of the potatoes that I have. The, this is this. Why do we get weird questions that actually work? Moving on. Yeah. Uh, question from. What kind of potatoes do you have? Brown. Yeah, brown russets. Oh. oh. 
Do you work those potatoes, baby? I'll slice them up into thin little slices. Pour. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> You're hitting all my nerds. Stop it. It's weird. I've got potato potatoes. Yeah, be careful, or else Pencil's just gonna abduct Patches, and she'll be here for forever. <laughs> I will too. Don't well, you know, at least we'll be in a place with air conditioning. No, 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 no. no we don't have air conditioning here. P Pencil's gonna run up to you. She's gonna she's gonna slink her prehensile dick around your leg, and then drag you off into the darkness. I have a water feeder in the closet that I live in. It's, it's true. I can put you in the closet, priest. I don't know. I'm a little claustrophobic. I... Oh, so is he. I'll share my Cheez-Its. It's nice I to have, have the company. She has her own Cheez-Its. We need to steal the Cheez-Its. Okay. Oh, we're, we're making friends this cast. Uh, from Uitol. Uh, what the fuck, Uitol? First question. Are you a boy or a girl? No other genders exist. Um, I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah! Good, because I really need an adult. Um, number, <laughs> number two. What do you do with a drunken sailor? Uh, I'd stick him in the brig until he's sober. <laughs> Why do you like everything I like? <laughs> I guess it's I would have said put him powers. in the brig with the captain's daughter. See, my second choice would have been shave his balls with a rusty razor. <laughs> Number three. You are at a metal festival, and you are stuck in the mud next to the toilet. What do you do? I'm going to shove the toilet over. <laughs> because if it's shoved over, no one's going to climb in and use it. Legit. Wow. That that would work. Or I'd, you know, get the fuck out of the mud. Yeah, I think that's that's also fair. Number four. Are you looking good? Oh, baby, I'm always looking good. <laughs> uh, number five, what is the difference about a duck? Well, interesting fact about a duck, um, they've got horrific corkscrew penises. Yep, I'm well aware of this. <laughs> and it's off. I have never looked at the duck the same way again. They're um, also fucking at... rapists. Mm -hmm. They sure I'll... are. Just like dolphins. <laughs> <Yep>. Screw you! <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? At least the duck probably doesn't know what it's doing. The dolphin knows Dolphins what it's doing. do, yeah. They know. <laughs> they know. There is a video of a dolphin fucking the upper half of a dead fish, and it looks directly at the cameraman and opens its mouth at him while it's You know what's going on here. <laughs> you and want some of this? Go to jail. <laughs> here's some more. Here's some more cringe facts about the dolphin corkscrew penis. It shoots out, and in the winter, it falls off and then regrows later on. Yes, I it does. I didn't know that. That's it's like barbed. It's like it's a barbed. It's a fucking lizard tail. No, 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 no. Did you say dolphin or duck here? I think he meant duck. I hope. Yeah, he meant dolphin. duck. He meant did duck. Did you mean duck? Yeah, I meant, with, did I say dolphin? Yes, That's you did better. say dolphin. <laughs> I'm like, that is not accurate. All right, well, I got a little piece of information that'll make you feel a little better about ducks. Okay. 
<laughs> the female duck has a reverse corkscrew vagina. So if she doesn't oh. want to get fucked, she just got to squeeze. How does That's that great. make me feel better? It makes me feel better. <laughs> makes me feel better too, actually. Maybe. <laughs> Might be a vagina thing. She can just shut that whole thing See, down. now, when, much, yeah. when I read the question, what is the difference about a duck? I was sitting here, like, <laughs> ready to, like, oh, they weigh about the same as a witch. <laughs> but no, we didn't go the Monty Python direction. We talked about dicks. Of course we talked about dicks. This is why I'm loving this podcast today. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Okay, but now my dog is worried. Moving on. Are some folks born with silver spoons in their hands? Maybe. Hmm. They should probably send her back to Equestria. Lord, don't they help themselves, yeah? <laughs> uh, but what do they do when the tax man comes to the door? Hide her in a closet? I don't. I don't get what they're getting at. This is probably a reference to something. It is, and I know what it is, but I don't remember the rest of it. Uh, oh, there, there's, I, there's a link that's probably. Oh, it. it's, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Revival. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right. Let's see. Now we have another question from Horizon, who says, "Can you explain T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland in five words or less?" Yes, I can. All right, go for it. Five words or less. No, that, I think that was it. That was it. <laughs> well, he asked if I could. I didn't say I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now question from Robsa990, uh, who says, Hey, Patrick Poltergeist, I love how you fleshed out Diamond Tiara and Silver Spoon's characters, and I gotta ask, are there any parts from the Silver Standard that you drew inspiration from in terms of personal experiences? Kinda. The uh, structure of the schoolyard is more or less what I remember from the schoolyard. I don't know if everyone else did this, but we were segregated by grade. So whoever was in your general grade was who you were going to see for the rest of your school career. So I knew about, um, I do some really quick and dirty math, maybe 100 kids that I knew from first grade to fifth grade. So we basically had a small quasi hierarchy in there, but it was never really that sturdy. You don't really have Regina George's in elementary school. That happens in middle school when everything gets awful. I forgot where I was going with this. Personal yeah, experiences. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, yeah. let's continue on. If you remember, we can go back. Um, like, did you have any friends similar to the Phillies from the Tea Party or from Silver Spoon's Manhattanite friends? I'm pretty sure Silver Spoon's Manhattan Night friends are just basically everyone who was mean to me in middle school. I've like I said, I don't I've never met that many Regina Georges because I was too low on the totem pole and I kept my head down to be on anyone's radar. But I do know that for just for a quick and dirty lesson in being mean and also a girl, step one, compliment somebody. Step two, laugh. 
and then you just get to ruin their self-esteem for the rest of time. That actually also, sounds really authentic. Yeah, that's it's basically all you need. Yeah. I also had a friend named Kathleen, like, way back in third grade, who was kind of, sort of, like, Diamond Tiara, but nobody liked her at all. Man, fuck so Kathleen. If... <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Kathleen! <laughs> and either she didn't know, or she was really good at faking that she didn't know. All right. Let's see. Uh, Rob's uh, ends his comment with, you write all the characters so well. Please keep up your amazing work. Aw, thanks. Also, thank you for the very nice art you did. Aw, so much niceness. What are you doing? Now, Snuffy has questions. Uh, number one, how did it feel finishing The Last Human after writing it for two years? Kind of sad. Also a lot more stable than uh, finishing up The Silver... Because that had a definitive ending of a place I was going to go, where the Silver Standard is kind of written like a bunch of episodes that have really heavy continuity. So it doesn't have a very strict, hey, here's our ending place. I mean, I've got an ending in mind. I just kind of hope it ends up pretty well. Anyway, it felt kind of sad, but pretty good. Finishing up pretty solidly, although I really should have written more um, sequel material that I never got around. All right, uh, let's see. Number two, couldn't you give in the human a proper name? Like, uh, I don't know, Anon? <laughs> Are you just upset? Is that why you're quiet? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just quietly suppressing all of my rage, that's all. <laughs> oh, what, for giving the human a name or not? <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the human as the human. But I, he does have an actual name. You know, I actually wish I'd named him Caster. And someone would ask, oh, like the star, and he would have said, no, like the oil. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh. Now we have questions from Hawthorne Bunny. Number one, what would your Patronus be? Um, a peacock. I took that one Patronus test that was online a few years ago, and I ended up taking it really seriously. So I thought about it, and I found my happy thought, and it ended up being a peacock. And I went back, and I thought about it, and I realized that my happy thought was the time that one of my professors told me that I was a really good student, and I knew what I was doing. And no one had told me that before. And peacocks are for pride, so I think of that when I need to have confidence in myself and I feel better. Okay, Twilight. Oh. Wow. My Patronus is a vulture. Oh, I want a vulture! I'm pretty sure you're a Patronus. Yeah, didn't we find out your Patronus was a vulture? Yeah, it, well, te technically we said buzzard, but the same thing as a vulture. Mine was a calico cat. Priest, yours was uh, I had a tabby similar. cat. I really ah, what was yours? Line? Yeah. Hound. Hound? Greyhound. Greyhound. Oh, okay. That works. So we all got animals and Rav got a bus. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sure he gets hey, ridden hey, quite hey, a hey. lot. More than you! Hey, Enigma's not getting on my bus. That fucker can walk. 
Yeah, it's okay. Enigma's used to eating bullshit. Hey. <laughs> Pretty much. Number two, what actually is a patchwork poltergeist? Is it like a ghost made up of lots of bits of other ghosts? I, you know, I never thought about it that way before. So I'm going to say, well, <laughs> well, a poltergeist is just a ghost that you don't see and it moves a whole bunch of stuff around. It is generally annoying. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> or it's a ghost so, that, okay. you know, just moves around quilts. Where did the name come from? This name has came up a lot. So <laughs> I think people are curious. Where you get this? Uh, that's an old standby from when I used to change my fandom name whenever I was in. And that was from when I was in the Danny Phantom fandom. <gasps> and, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So this goes He's back to Danny Phantom. Yeah. No, Enigma, it's not time to sing. Please don't sing. I forget exactly where Patchwork came from. I want to say from the Patchwork Girl of Oz from a quote from Stedward said Patchwork Girl of Oz about being a whole bunch of stuff and being weird and that's okay to be weird. And then I just stuck Poltergeist on it because ghosts are cool. And then I didn't quite have time to get a new fandom name by the time I actually published a fix, so I just decided to stick with what I already had. Hey, it works for you. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, I can always Google myself. Same way. I'm the only person that comes up on a search engine from my username. I never, I am, I never Google search myself at all. I promise. Yes, you do. Stop. Number three. What were your literary inspirations for the Silver Standard? You know, I want to say it was a Secret Garden, but that's not actually true because I hadn't actually read the Secret Garden when I started the Silver Standard. That was just the that was just the style I was thinking of. And then I actually read it, and I realized, oh, wait, this is actually really good backing for what I'm actually writing by a crazy coincidence. I think more closely, uh, my inspirations are from a bunch of various TV shows and movies. There's a lot of The Breakfast Club in The Silver Standard. <laughs> I still nice. need to see that movie. Gosh. Yes, you do. Same. I haven't seen well, it either. Well, don't worry, kiddos. I'll, I'll make sure you see it. Hey, guys. Guys. GoMovies.to. You can watch just about anything on it. If you want to do it legal, you should also purchase the movie. Moving on. <laughs> There's also a it lot of the legal, show recess in there, too. <laughs> nice. I feel like I remember that show. And Fillmore, which, like, no one Re saw. Recess was Hogan's Heroes for kids. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, the Silver Standard ended up doing what um, Recess and Fillmore did, except instead of a um, police procedural in school, it's basically a small political drama in elementary school. I, I didn't really intend to go in and have a political drama in elementary school, but that's what I got. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just go in hoping for happy times and you come out with politics and that's called everyday life these days moving on number four please in chapter 12 of tss silver spoon experiences her first winter wrap-up but chapter takes place during season three how did silver miss winter wrap-up that occurred in season one episode winter wrap-up uh <laughs> that's 
part me fucking up and also part of uh, MLP's timeline just being bonkers. Because um, Silver Spoon gets there during spring, and winter wrap-up would have had to already have happened, except that I forgot Twilight would have already been there, and we actually see the first episode in the Silver Standard, so uh, continuity snarl. Originally, my plan was she just wasn't there, but I forgot that Twilight had already been there, so I'll, I'll know. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Hawthorne found like the, as far as I know, the first legit plot hole in this entire story. Good job, I guess. Now that now now you can uh, have trouble sleeping tonight because of it. Good. I sure can. Yay. Number five is Brass Tack secretly a crime-fighting superhero? I think he's a little too busy being a butler right now. Give it time. Also, I don't. I don't think there's enough crime to really solve in Ponyville. And also, if he is, he's not doing a really good job. Cause, uh, my dude, where the hell were you during Discord and T-Rex and Paris Frights or and everything? Bugbear. Yeah. He was ironing. <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Or pumping iron. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Number six. Are you a tea fan yourself? What's your favorite tea? Uh, actually, I I don't like tea at all. But I also okay. realized that I might not like um regular tea, but I should probably try some herbal tea. I'd like to try yes. rose tea. Yes. Yes. It is try good. other tea. Are you not, more of a not just black person? tea? You should try lots of teas. No. Oolong tea, and you should try green tea and white tea, and you should try blooming teas, and 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 you should try not black tea. I really like the idea that you can just drink flowers. Can't. So if I'm gonna try anything, I'm gonna try rose tea or just actual tea, because I I learned later on that tea bags are just dirt and a wrapper. It's not really tea; it's just dust. Yeah, if you get like some actual like leaves and brew tea the right way, it tastes a lot better. Yeah. So I, I keep promising myself I'm going to actually make tea by the time this story is over. It's been two years. I really don't have an excuse anymore. You could, um, a lot of uh, stores these days have like a tea, or stores, I meant malls, have a, like a tea vana, and they usually have samples and stuff that you can try. Yeah, they have, um, they have a tea and spice shop in town that's a really lovely place, and it smells just so nice in there. So I, I don't know. I'll look around and see what I can find. Yeah, just go I'm there and make myself them. some tea. Yeah, just go there and tell them to have uh, them put things in your mouth. It'll be great. Rose mint tea is what you're looking for. Or orange tea. Orange peel tea. Yeah, that does sound like what I'm looking for, because both of those things are things I probably wouldn't hate. And also rose mint tea helps with headaches, and that's always good. Yeah, roses are really healthy in general. I learned yeah. about all the things they can do for you if you bathe in them or eat them or smell them. I'm like, why the hell are people just using them as flowers? They're much better doing other things. They're also good for anxiety. Turkish delight, motherfucker. Turkish delight. How are people... Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm done. I, would... I should not rant. Tea is... <laughs> tea is just hot leaf juice. Like Shut, up, Iroh, Shut up, Iroh. You're dead. Shut up, Iroh. You're dead. I like... <laughs> 
I like sleepy time. That's my favorite tea. Moving on. Number seven. A recent episode of the show actually featured a tea pony. That's not a question, but she's really cute, so I thought I'd mention it. And there's a picture, and I agree. She's really cute. I really like her mane. Moving on. She is really Say cute. Say it better. Say it better. Say it better, Priest. I really better. like her mane. Moving on. Number eight. How do you handle all the scheming and agendas and politics and stuff and the silver standard without going loco in the coco? I have no idea. I just kind of fall into it, and it somehow manages to work. I actually really don't like scheming and agendas in basically everything else, but I guess when everyone's 11, it just happens to fall together a lot easier. Fair enough. So all our senators are 11 years old? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I tried watching House of Cards because I figured, hey, I'm writing about political subterfuge with 11-year-olds. I'll like political subterfuge with 40-year-olds. No, I, I don't. It's, uh, hey! House of Cards is an interesting little show. I used to really like it. I really love the structure of it and breaking the fourth wall, but I just haven't been able to get into it. I kept going right, right back to BoJack Horseman and being sad. I need to watch that show because I also enjoy being sad. Oh, you'll love it if you love being sad. <laughs> that show is devastating. <laughs> Internet high five. <laughs> um, now we have a question from Eagle. Why does God need a starship? To meet the Jefferson starship? I like that. Skyrocket. <laughs> See, when you drink the cool... You, he has the starship because when you drink the Kool-Aid, he, it's going to collect your spirit. Oh, See, that's I a much better answer. Does Patrick Stewart need that starship? That's, well, that's, that's I, think it. it's, I think it's more accurate to say that the starship needs Patrick Stewart. Hey. Take us out, number one. Anyway. En engage. There you go. I really want someone at some point to punch Discord in the face and for Discord to be like, you hit me! Twilight never hit me! Oh my god! Why are we the same person? I get that reference. <laughs> I like it. Okay. It's one of the five later Star Trek things that I know. I had this strange sensation where I was a conscious one second and then unconscious the next. Okay, we're running low on time. Please make it happen. We have questions from Cyberphase on GOTDM. So number one, would you snuggle a cute alien pony? If the cute alien pony would let me. Number two, what do you think of a dragoness that has tits? Um, good for her. Number three. Please wear a shirt. <laughs> Authentic. Number three, what do you think of Spike the Dragon? He's I he's I think he's a nice young man and I think he confidence in himself so he would stop tripping over his own feet because he's doing a great job except when the camera is on him and then I guess he eats his own tongue and barfs on his shoes. This is why you are this is why you're the the good twin and I'm the evil twin. So this this is where the divide happens. Oh gosh. Let's see. Number four. What weapons, powers, or vehicles of your guys' choice would you use to kill all the OP and Mary Sue's OCs on Finfic? 
See, I think that's a trick question. It's not what you use, it's what don't use. So what you do is you take away the plot armor and the ability for the entire universe to conform around the OC, at which point either everyone will see how terrible your OC is and attack them, or they'll just collapse under their own ineptitude. I just give them a good old dose of Ice-9. That's a lot faster. Oh my god, oh. don't. Don't, don't tell me you actually know what that is! That's not fair! Why do you know everything I know? I'm testing you now. <laughs> The thing about a Mary Sue is they can do whatever the author decides they can do. So whatever you use, they can just decide, oh, by the way, I'm immune to AIDS and atomic bombs and bad writing and also everything and the elements of harmony. By the way, I'm the ninth element of harmony. I'm the element of it's, being <laughs> shitty. It's, it's, it's the writer equivalent of, a, of an eight-year-old saying, playing with another eight-year-old and one saying, all right, I have an everything proof shield. Exactly. Why are we beating up on Starlight so much? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next, Crazy Pie, go. Uh, number five, fuck, kill, marry, and of course, our other options. Twilight Sparkle wearing a school teacher outfit versus Rarity wearing sexy lingerie of your choice and Rainbow Dash wearing yoga clothing. Uh... Hmm. I'd rather marry Applejack. <laughs> I mean, you get a what? farm. You like Apple the freckles? Apple Jack will take care of you. I like yeah. the freckles. Twilight's never gonna be home. Rarity's never gonna be home. And Rainbow is not only never gonna be home, but she's probably gonna cheat on you with Spitfire. Yes! If Rainbow likes anyone. I'm pretty sure Rainbow Dash has a crush on Rainbow Dash. Let's, let's be That's real here. That's very true. Very, very true. Jeez, Rainbow Dash's parents have a crush on Rainbow Dash. <laughs> yeah, we saw the episode. Yeah, that is very true. They kept her diapers. Oh, Were they gosh. used? Number six. What is the worst ships in your opinion, and why? Uh, you know, I I I remember my answer, and then I forgot it. Um. Never really been a fan of most ships that just that are just pairing two ponies that are the same pony together. I didn't really like Flutter Mac when it was a thing. Um, never really been fond of Twilestia. But to be fair, I think I'm just not interested in most shipping that seems normal. If you're giving something weird, I'm a lot more interested in that. Like pair Celestia with the Dragon Lord, and then you got me going. Really? It's a really nice ship wick with um, Strawberry Sunrise and Brayburn out there that I'm really fond of. I really want that alcoholic beverage now. Thank you for putting that in my head. They are very pretty. I've seen them before. Oh, God, gorgeous. Anyway, number, next. Number seven. If you know what a food pony is, what food, food, what food pony would you nibble on or take a sip of out of curiosity? Probably the soda pony. <laughs> That's like the only one. I know there's a pizza one, and yeah. it looks kind of drippy, but I like soda. Yes. French fry horse is nice too. By the way, is that four or or yes. what is that? We, yes, it is. We've you talked about this, and also yes. we've talked about this. Yes, it's four. Yes, they regenerate. 
I'd say it's partial vor, actually, since you're just taking bites. You're not swallowing them. Wait, what else do you do with food? Spit, you're gross enigma. Gross and anorexic. <laughs> I'm one of those things, and it ain't gross. <laughs> Shit. That's gross. Now, now uh, final few questions. Uh, questions for everyone in this week's cast. Uh, scenario, it is Nightmare Night, and you are having a party in the Friendship Castle. Oh, God, okay. Uh, quick for Otaku. <laughs> it's only been one hour. You decide to get a drink. You see these punch bowls full of yellow stuff, and only one is more orange. Do you choose bowl A or bowl B? Black pepper. Next. Okay. It looks uh, like the purple stuff in the fridge. Yes, it's purple stuff. Purple. You open the sun. We got some purple stuff. And we got some soda. We got some sunny. Got purple, purple drink. Purple drink. <laughs> uh, number two for a non-pencil priest. Two hours later, you see Otaku trying to hit on Ember and vice versa. It looks like it's working and they look drunk as fuck. You see two cups near them on the table with Otaku. On one with the uh, pineapple or orange punch. Someone spiked the punch. What do you do? Pull them away because safe, sane, consensual, motherfucker. Agreed. But, but, but reptile memories. No, safe, sane, consensual. <laughs> Anyone who is drunk is not able to give consent, and I will never condone that, ever. Spike must be very wet. <laughs> Why is that in my head now? Thanks. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Context. Number three. A non-pencil. You see drunk milk, or milk drunk to the point that he thinks he's Santa Claus. All the Colts and Phillies are literally playing with him and asking to be picked up. What do you do? It's fucking adorable. Alright, number four. Ravage and Pencil. The party's almost over and you and Pencil are about to scare the living shit out of Otaku with a pineapple that has a creepy clown face on one side and a rubber dagger taped to the side. What would you do to wake him up and say that he's slowly waking up to make this 100% perfect prank? <laughs> what would I say? I would say nothing. I would just leave it on his chest. Like, let it do the work. It's a pineapple. It's it's fine. What do you say, Rav? Hmm. At which point, I just knock the pineapple over and just go back to sleep. All right. And last but not would... least... Wait, 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 wait. Rob oh, sorry, sorry, Jack sorry. Rob? No, go for it. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, don't mind me. I'm just a wallflower. Um, no, the best way... The best way to wake somebody up, get their attention, whatever, is just to say their name gently. And you can oh! skip ever-living fuck out of them that way. No, you're right. He's right. Just like right in his ear, and then he wakes up to a pineapple. No, you're right. I'm, I'm down with that. We'll do that one. <laughs> you know, I got to see a creepy clown in real life once. What? Nice. How? This was, uh, I think this was before it made the news. This was like in 2014. I was, I remember because I was writing The Last Human then. Um, don't remember why I was on this road, but I remember driving down the road, it's like 9 or 10 at night, and out of the corner of my eye, I just see this dude dressed up like a clown with a creepy clown mask just waving at traffic. And I thought, oh, that's unusual. And then I thought, wow, my best friend's gonna be really jealous of me, because she loves clowns, and she loves creepy clowns. <laughs> nice. Oh, we should give him a ride! Oh my god. <laughs> oh, then last but not least, final thing. 
from Blade. Blade just wants to say hi to PP. Hi, PP. Hi. And that is it. That is our. What about milk? What about milk? Milk question. No. Okay. So milk has a question. Why you do this? Why you do this, Enigma? Why? I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Fucking shit. Anyway. And that is our. Probably two. because he can. It's true. Yeah, or he, or because he can't and he tries anyway. Authentic. So, that is our two-hour time slot. Uh, thank you, everyone, who tuned in over on the Twitch. We had a bunch of people that tuned in today. So we 20, were... 23 people was our top. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, nice. and, of course, Patches, you were a joy to have on. Yes. Aww. You are welcome yeah, here are. any day of the week. Oh, you're great. Come, come back so I can talk about... Yay. You consider yourself part of our personal slumber party. <laughs> we only we can do, all we, just we do shots out together. Dog. It'll be great. I'll try not to make it weird. I promise I'll try. It's gonna get weird. No matter what you do, it's gonna yeah. get weird. Anyway, we should stop. We should stop. It's okay. And that said, <laughs> thank you for watching this week's episode of the Barcast. Be sure to tune in next week when we have a person. The, the person before the BronyCon trip. So, <laughs> this is professional, and I can't close anything to check. This has been a non-pencil. <laughs> I can. Good job. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, too. Actually, there are, I don't meet enough ladies in this fandom. Enigmatic otaku. Can the prehensile dick use strawberry lube to go into the Corks, reverse corkscrew duck vagina. I don't want to know. I don't think it can. I think it's too big. Ravage. Enigma can ride in the luggage compartment of my bus if he pays me. Yeah. And of course, we had Patchwork Poltergeist. You know, it's been like seven years, and I don't understand why the song song for all clop material in this fandom. <laughs> My name is Flutter Priest. <laughs> Fucking Christ! <laughs> <laughs>